Hello and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, which offers prep courses for the NCLEX RN and NCLEX PN examinations. In today's episode, we're going to discuss a topic which surprisingly we haven't spoken about yet, but it's all about what you should do, you the listener, to prepare for the NCLEX for the first time. And I know many of you who are listening are either currently in nursing school or may have just graduated and are getting ready to take that dreaded NCLEX. And we're going to talk all about how you can best prepare for this difficult exam. And on the podcast with me today, I have Meredith McKenzie, who many of you may recognize from our last podcast discussion on what nurses can do and should do, I say nursing students should do over their summer break to really make the most of their time. And uh, just to reintroduce Meredith, she has 10 years of experience in the nursing field and has been an instructor for Kaplan teaching the NCLEX for the last six years. And we're very happy to have her back on the show. How are you, Meredith? I'm great. How are you, Matt? I am doing great. How has, I know we spoke last time about what to do over the summer. So my follow-up question is, how has your summer been so far? Oh, it's really been great. It's definitely been a busy summer. Um, as I, uh, nursing students may or may not know, a lot of times nursing faculty use the summer to sort of catch up on work. Yeah. So I have been doing, uh, so working on some articles, a couple of grants. So it's also been an exciting summer because I have just purchased my uh, first home, uh, which is exciting. Oh, and congratulations. My wedding in the fall. So it's been a busy summer, but really fun. That I did. I had no idea. Well, I, I just got married myself. So congratulations. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's, that's pretty funny. Where, where are you? Uh, where are you living, by the way, Meredith? Uh, yes, I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Okay. We're here, we're here in New York, so not too far away from where you are. But uh, yeah, con- congratulations on both of those things. Thank That's you. Wonderful. But of course, we're not here to talk about marriage or, or homes or any of that. I think we're talking about a, a different kind of milestone, which is yes. the NCLEX and particularly taking it for the first time. So uh, my first question is kind of general, kind of specific, but what would you consider to be sort of the top three tips that you would give to a nursing student who is looking to pass this exam on the first attempt? Yeah, and I think, you know, it is really important, something that I always read to nursing students um, is that you do want to take the NCLEX seriously, and I'm certain that everyone is taking it seriously. One of the things I really stress is that it's very important to make a plan and then to stick to it as much as possible. So I think sometimes, um, nursing students, understandably, can kind of think that they will kind of wing it when it comes to the NCLEX. Um, they think that, you know, they'll need to do some studying, but they kind of approach it as, you know, I'll get up in the morning and I'll sort of do whatever I feel like I need to do at that point. Um, but really, you want to actually sit down first and really go through your calendar and construct a plan. How many questions do you need to do a day? Um, what specific content do you need to remediate? Um, how much time do you need to set aside for remediating questions? Because I think sometimes what happens is that nursing students, you know, start off with, you know, great intentions. And as our state is closer and closer, they realize, I'm not certain if I've done enough. Um, am I really prepared? That's a question I get from a lot of nursing students. And so I think if on sort of the back end of things, you sort of start out by creating a plan, you then sort of know, have I really done everything that I said to set out my plan? Have I really done enough to prepare for the NCLEX? 
The other thing I would keep in mind is that as a nursing graduate, you do want to make PASNI and CLACS your top priority. I think, you know, when you graduate from nursing school, you are really excited to be done. You may feel a little bit burned out um, because nursing school is really intense. And I think a lot of times nursing graduates think, oh, now I can pick up some extra hours at work. Um, now I can see my friends and family that maybe I haven't been able to spend as much time with. And as a, a nursing graduate, you really do want to make certain that you sort of know exactly how much time it's really going to take you to prepare for the NCLEX, um, and really that you set aside that time specifically to get NCLEX studying done. Um, you probably are going to need to spend about 240 hours um, preparing for the NCLEX. And it's helpful if you say to your friends and family, you know, this is my last nursing class. It's the last hurdle that I need to get through before I can really get that RN and start working. So I would make certain that you do make it your top priority and just recognize that it is going to be really time consuming. I think that my last sort of major tip to nursing students is to make certain that you are remediating questions and that you're taking whatever benchmarks um, the program that you're using um, sets, so you're taking those benchmarks really seriously. Um, so what the literature shows is that nursing students who spend two to three times as much, uh, two to three times um, the amount of time um, they take questions remediating. So basically if you spend you know, an hour taking questions, you want to spend two to three hours remediating those questions, you really have the best chance of success on the NCLEX. Sometimes, you know, I will get emails from nursing students who say to me, you know, I've been getting, you know, say I've been, I've taken two thirds of my um, Kaplan questions and I've been getting in the 40s the entire way through. Do you think that's okay? And, you know, for us, our benchmark is set at 60%. And I say to students, it's better off if you're not seeing any improvement or you're not hitting the benchmark within a week or two and you can't figure out what the issues are. You need to reach out to somebody. You need to connect um, with an expert who can really help you get to the benchmarks that you need to be achieving. Um, one of the things I remind students of is that if you do the same thing over and over, you're going to get the same results. So you do want to make sure you're spending time remediating, identifying what is holding you back from success, and then really putting in the time and effort to do something different um, that will get you to success. Those are all really great points. And I agree, you definitely have to create a plan, stick to it. And it's good to know that we need to, and I think it makes sense to make the NCLEX your top priority if that's what you're trying to do, especially to pass it the first time. And then as you said, to remediate and make sure that you're taking those benchmarks seriously, whatever benchmark you are following. But I definitely want to follow up on that first point though about making time and making a study plan. And one of the things that you said earlier was, this idea that there's a trend that many graduates might actually go into the NCLEX the first time, as you said, just kind of winging it and not really taking that first attempt seriously, but then going back and saying, well, if I fail, then I will take this exam a little more seriously and actually put in the effort to study for it. But I, I know obviously you, you don't think that's the best route to go. So my follow-up question is, why not? Why can't we just go into the NCLEX and wing it the first time and hey, if you pass, I mean, that's great. And then study if you don't pass and do it right the second time. I mean, why not do that route? You know, I have had a lot of students do that to me. And as a nursing faculty member, I'm always horrified because from a nursing school perspective, um, our NCLEX pass rates really 
make a difference in terms of whether the state board actually approves a school of nursing to continue as a school of nursing or not. So as a faculty member, I'm always a little anxious. But on a student side of things, um, one of the things I don't know that students realize is that when you look at statistics, um, as a first time test taker, you have about 90% chance of passing the NCLEX. Um, so about 90% of first time test takers um, last year um, passed the NCLEX. But if you're in that 10% who were not successful, as a repeat test taker, your likelihood of passing really dramatically decreases. So the likelihood of passing as a repeat test taker is actually only about 45%. So basically, your chance of passing NCLEX is cut in half as a repeat wow. test taker. Yeah. Um, and I think some of that is because, you know, you have obviously additional anxiety, additional nerves going into the NCLEX a second time, which can be harder to overcome. And then, of course, um, because the state board does require that you, depending on the state that you're in, that you wait um, between 40 and 45 days to retake the NCLEX, that's additional time out. Um, so, you know, if you think about your chances of success on the NCLEX, they are highest in the first three months after graduation. I always say to nursing students, you know, your brain is like a fully saturated sponge when you graduate. You kind of have all that knowledge in there. But as time goes on, it's natural for us to forget things, um, for that sponge to dry up a little bit. And so it can be harder for you to stay motivated, to stay focused, and to remember how everything you were taught in nursing school, the farther out you get from graduation. And I think also remembering that, um, think about the sort of hit to your career and your finances. Um, if you don't pass that first time, you know, when you wing it. Um, you could significantly delay a job start um, because many jobs will not allow you to start until you pass your NCLEX. Um, and of course, there's the additional, you know, there's a cost for the NCLEX. You'd be paying additional $200 to retake the NCLEX. Then there's a cost for NCLEX resources. In addition, there's that potential for missed work or earnings um, if you don't pass it the first time. Um, so I really encourage our students to take it seriously the first time around because you really even though you definitely can get to success as a repeat test taker, and I've counseled many repeat test takers to success, um, I don't think that's a chance that you want to take. You really, this is something you only want to do once in your lifetime. And I say that as someone who's worked with the NCLEX for six years, I still am grateful that I only have to take the NCLEX once. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know too many people who want to take that test more than once. So, but it's amazing that your chances actually are cut in half as a repeat test taker. That yeah. is just a dramatic drop yeah. from 90% to 45%. That's incredible uh, and not in a good way. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, so thinking about then, I know the, the counter to that rather than just winging it the first time, as you said, and that first tip was to create a study plan and really to stick to it. I have a couple of follow-up questions to that. Number one, how would you recommend students create their study plan in terms of what, how many resources should they use? Because I know it's a common question I get is how many resources or what resources should I use to prepare for the NCLEX? That's my first question. And then tied kind of as a part B or part two to that is how long should students spend preparing for this test? In terms of how long nursing students need to plan a study for the ticker NCLEX, I think it's also another great question. I think the time that is needed is going to differ for everyone um, because everyone has different work schedules, um, different family commitments, but you generally um, should allow at least four to six weeks um, at minimum to really prepare for your NCLEX. 
I do encourage students to you know, take the NCLEX within 12 weeks of graduating because that does give you your highest sort of statistical chance of passing the NCLEX. So you probably are looking at a plan somewhere between four to 12 weeks. You do want to make certain that you are truly ready before taking the NCLEX. So you know, don't just go in there uh, if you know that you're not prepared. In terms of the amount of time, so here's the important bit. You're going to need to plan for approximately 240 hours of studying because that is how long it will take at minimum to do 4,000 practice questions and remediate them. So if you get out your calendar and map out, um, when am I going to have time to do 240 hours? You know, and be realistic about this. So a 12-hour study day is probably not too realistic, um, but you might be able to plot out, say, a six-hour study day or a seven-hour study day. Um, but really sort of think about what is going to realistically work for you. But I would say definitely plan for however long it takes you to do 240 hours of studying. Yeah, that, I, that's unbelievable too that you were talking about 4,000 practice questions, which is, a, it seems like a lot in, in that 240 hours. I mean, that's, if you do the math there, that's 10 full days. <laughs> if you were yes. not, yeah. not to sleep or do anything but study for and prepare for the NCLEX. So that's a long yeah. time. But uh, I, I, I mean, especially because knowing how tough the test is and how much there is to, as you said before, remediate on and just to prepare with those uh, clinical judgment skills for the test, I know that you take the time. And that's, like you said, about how long it takes to really go through 4,000 practice questions in addition to everything else that you need to do to study for this exam. So yes. I mean, how should nursing students or nursing graduates, I should say, plan out their study time? We know that we know approximately how long and the things they should be doing, but how should they plan that time and what really are the things that they should be doing aside from just 4,000 practice questions? Yes, and that is really important. And sort of as a side note to my last uh, to the answer to the last question, I will say that if you are a nursing student who has not yet graduated and you're thinking about the NCLEX, one thing that you can do is, and I would encourage you to start doing this, is in the fall of the, your senior, of senior year, or last year of your nursing school, or definitely by the spring, start planning it out and get yourself, give yourself a head start. Um, I started studying for the NCLEX actually at the beginning of my junior year, and that definitely helped me by the time I graduated I was already about halfway through the amount of preparation I needed to do. So something to sort of speed up your study time. Now in terms of what you should do, so we talked about devoting enough time, but one of the things I always talk to students about is being smart. Um, so when you think about planning out your time, you don't sort of just want to have an eight hour um, block of time in your calendar. Because what tends to happen when you just have an eight hour block of time is that you sit down, you say, okay, I'm gonna do some studying, Halfway into the studying, you get really tired and you start getting distracted. So what I encourage nursing students to, to, or graduates to do is to block out some time in your calendar, start your study session with questions. Um, so you want to do questions first when you're most mentally alert. So some students will think, I'll study content first and they'll do questions, maybe they'll do better on the questions. But you generally are going to do better on your questions if you do them first thing um, when you really are most mentally alert. So start questions. Maybe you're going to do 75 questions. Maybe you're going to do 100 questions that day. After you do the questions, take a brief break. And importantly, don't take a break on your computer. So don't check email. Don't go on Facebook. Get up and get moving. So get that blood flowing. So um, go for a 15-minute walk. 
eat a snack, drink a glass of water, basically take care of yourself. Um, and then come back and remediate. Do about 15 minutes of remediation. Um, then again, get up for about 10 minutes. Walk around, get that blood flow going, and repeat. So basically, start with a chunk of questions, take a break, remediate, break, remediate. You probably, just as you should be when you're testing, you should probably get up about once an hour. So after about 15 minutes, get up, move around, and then come back to test questions. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, it's great advice. And one thing I'm thinking about is you're even talking about the, I'm still focusing on this 240 hours of prep that you need to do. Yes. And I know that's a lot. And the one thing, I mean, I was thinking back to even the standardized tests that I have prepared for, even going back as far as the, the SAT, ACT. And one thing I know is that you, you have that study plan, you, you get into it, and maybe for even the first few days, the first couple of weeks, even you might be really dedicated to it. You've got the energy, you've got the enthusiasm, but somehow it just always seems that somewhere in the middle, you just lose that energy. You lose that enthusiasm. You might start procrastinating a little bit more. You might weave off track a little bit and not perhaps stick to a hundred percent of the study plan that you have laid out for yourself. So what are things that nursing students should do in those instances to really stay on track and not get sidetracked by either just loss of energy or procrastination or anything else that might get in the way? Absolutely. You know, I oftentimes say to students that my house was never so clean as when I wrote the, my dissertation for my doctorate because I would start out writing my dissertation. I would sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write for four hours. And what would actually happen is that about 10 minutes into my writing time, I get writer's block, of course, and I look down and say, boy, this floor is dirty. I really am just going to sweep it for a second, which then led to dish doing and laundry and not a whole lot of actual writing. So one of the things I say to nursing students is it's really important to get out of your house to study. Don't plan on studying um, in bed in your pajamas. That's you know, really comfy, um, but probably is not uh, going to be really productive in terms of study time. So have some place that you go to, you get out of your house and you go to, to sort of get yourself into study mode. Um, go to a library, go to your school if they have, may have study spaces, um, go to a quiet coffee shop and bring earbuds. But go somewhere where you're getting out of your house and sort of mentally saying to yourself, okay, now is study time. The second thing I would say is that it is really important to build in some accountability. Um, so... I think that we all want to think that we're really internally motivated, but the reality is we are much more likely to get things done if we have somebody else waiting for us or somebody else expecting us to get things done. I generally say you should take your test questions by yourself um, because unfortunately the NCLEX is not a group test. But you should um, ask another um, graduate from your nursing school, um, somebody else you know is studying for the NCLEX to see if they can meet you to remediate questions together. Because if you know that you have to go meet somebody, you're more likely to have gotten the work done that you said you're going to get done. Um, it's kind of like me going to the gym. I'm much more likely to show up to the gym and actually stay for my entire gym time if I have somebody else who's meeting me there. Um, so I think having a study buddy, having some accountability, I mean, you could even ask your mom if she will call you every day and say, have you done your NCLEX studying? Although, of course, you know, in four weeks, you should remember that you did ask your mom to nag you every day. <laughs> Um, you don't want to build any family resentment. The other thing that I think can be helpful is actually to build in dedicated rewards. 
Um, so, you know, I oftentimes say to students, you want to avoid social media when, during your study time, but you should reward yourself with, you know, I'm going to be able to go on Facebook after I finish my study time, or I'm going to be able to watch my favorite Netflix show after my study time. You know, maybe uh, there's a favorite show you like to watch, plan on watching an episode after you've completed your study time. Uh, it may just be like, you know, I'm going to buy myself a Starbucks Frappuccino after I finish my study time this week. So build in some rewards along the way, something that you're looking forward to, um, a dinner out with a friend, um, getting together to toss a basketball around. So plan in some rewards and also some stress relievers along the way. I think lastly, what I would say is when you get really discouraged, um, I say this to nursing students, I want you to pause, get out a piece of paper and actually write down why did you want to be a nurse in the first place? What really is your motivation for this? And, you know, write it down on a card, keep that in front of you. It may be helpful to write your name down and write RN afterwards so you have a tangible reminder of why you are doing all of this, why you're making yourself crazy in the moment. Um, remind yourself the big reward that really is going to come um, at the end. I think my favorite suggestion there was the uh, rewarding yourself. I feel like after doing, doing a couple of practice questions to be like, I think I, I've earned a Frappuccino. I'm going to go out. Um, but, uh, seriously though, I think, uh, I mean, it is important to reward yourself and, and to set those, uh, points where you're going to treat yourself for all the hard work that you've been doing. Uh, I like the idea of the study buddy and, and picking the study buddy strategically <laughs> without calling anybody out, uh, picking your study buddy yes. strategically. Yeah. So there's no resentment. And I agree. I mean, that the gym analogy is perfect. If you, if you have a, someone that you, a gym body, a gym buddy that you actually go to the gym with, you're more likely to show up, you're more likely to stay there the whole time and even be perhaps more motivated at the gym itself. So it, all, all really great advice. Um, I do want to talk about though also instructors and in support because students will often ask, when should I contact my instructor? And this could be either at Kaplan, either during your phase one or phase three resources or even just in nursing school, I mean, how can students really utilize their instructors and when should they reach out to them? What advice would you give in terms of that level of support? I think that's a really, really important question. And one of the things I really stress to my students is that I would rather hear from you, um, you know, if you're having any issues or concerns, than not hear from you and have you be unsuccessful. Um, so it's, I would say, you know, if you are not meeting benchmarks and you're, and you're really not seeing improvement in your scores and you can't figure out, you know, why am I not achieving the scores I need to achieve, you need to reach out to your instructor. Um, you can just, you know, send a, you know, a quick email or, um, or a text message and say, you know, I'm really not achieving my benchmark scores. What are some suggestions that you have? The other thing is that if you identify that there's a certain type of question that is a challenge for you, maybe it's that every time you get a who do you see first question, um, you really struggle with that. And you can't figure out you know, what you're doing wrong, you really can't figure out how to improve. Again, sort of reach out to your instructor, ask some questions. Um, how should I really tackle these types of questions? What do you think I'm doing wrong? I think the other thing that I would say is that if you are maybe close to benchmark, uh, but you're not quite there, and you're really wondering, you know, am I really ready to take the NCLEX? Am I not ready to take the NCLEX? I think it's helpful to check in with your instructor first to say, hey, do you really think I'm ready to go? Or would you suggest I reschedule my task and push it back a week and do something differently? So basically, when you are hitting roadblocks in your study plan, 
when you're really not seeing improvement, when you can't figure out what you should really do differently, that's a great time to reach out to your instructor. And as I said, and I really say this to my students um, in all sincerity, I want to hear from you. Uh, I would much rather hear from you and get you on the path to success than not hear from you. Um, I think sometimes students think that as instructors, we're going to think less of you if you have questions or if you're not doing so well. But um, if you were doing fantastically and you didn't need me as an instructor, I would be out of a job. Um, so I'm really, uh, no student is the only student who's faced a challenge. Um, and I am really comfortable answering a wide variety of questions on the NCLEX and troubleshooting a wide variety of issues. Yeah, I think it's good to remember that, that in most cases, instructors are very caring. I, we hear that a lot at Kaplan in particular, we have caring instructors, and I think even elsewhere, that's a lot of folks go into teaching because they have that love for students and helping others. So I agree, and it's, it's great to know the certain times when you should reach out to your instructor with the bottom line being your instructor would rather hear from you than not if you have a question, which I think is so true. And I want to utilize your knowledge even further in terms of I'm sure you do get a lot of questions. So when it comes to preparing for the NCLEX for the first time or even the second time, what are some of the, what are some of the uh, common questions you might see that students ask you or the common struggles and challenges that they encounter as they prepare for the NCLEX? Yeah, so I would say one of the most common email questions, text questions that I get is, what can I do to improve my scores? And there's a couple simple strategies that I've really seen students have a lot of success with. Um, so the first strategy that I teach students is to use your whiteboard. Um, so I think a lot of times uh, nursing graduates, test takers can use the whiteboard only for math questions, for doing those drug, drug calculations. But really, you want to use your whiteboard for every single question. Um, I say to nursing students, write out one through four or one through six for every single question. Cross out answers as you eliminate them. When you get down to that last question, that's the last answer choice, that's the answer. Click it, move forward. Some of using your whiteboards, it really forces you to slow down and think through the question. Um, and some of it is that when you are focused on doing something physical, your brain doesn't have as much space for anxiety um, or for loss of concentration. So it kind of keeps you focused, keeps you moving, keeps you sort of um, really doing the process of eliminating answer choices. So definitely I would say, I always say to students, use your whiteboard. The second um, issue that I think a lot of nursing students run into is they'll go back and realize they didn't read the question carefully enough. They didn't really pause and identify what is the topic of this question. And so it can really be amazing when you take five extra seconds or 10 extra seconds to really read that stem and say, oh, the question was actually asking me this. Um, sometimes it's really about you know, simple mistakes that we all make when we're anxious. Oh, the question was asking me you know, what is not versus what is or you know, then what should the nurse follow up on as opposed to um, you know, what does the nurse know is a correct um, action. Um, but sometimes it's also students miss keywords or phrases that would have directed them to the right answer choice. So I always encourage students you know, to pause and, and take a few moments. I think um, another challenge I see a lot of nursing students face is really not taking breaks when they need them. 
So I think a lot of nursing students are so anxious to get done with the NCLEX or done with their practice questions that they kind of treat it as if it's a marathon, as if it's a sprint. They try to really sprint through the questions. But the NCLEX is really a marathon rather than a sprint. It's very, very unlikely that you're going to run out of time. Um, so it's really important to plan on when do I need to take breaks. Usually, I would say, um, statistically speaking, nursing students should take breaks about every 50 questions because we know that about 50 questions, attention starts lagging. Um, so plan to take that, that break. Or when you are just you know, getting really stressed out, when you know that you're losing focus, instead of trying to push yourself through, power yourself through, take a break. Get up, stretch, get a snack, get a drink of water and then come back to the questions. Um, consistently and accurately answering questions is way more important than speed. Even if you're certain that the computer is gonna shut off on the next question, um, it's still important to take that break. Um, at the most, you are spending an additional 10 minutes of your life, and you know, 10 minutes of your life in the grand scheme of things is a pretty uh, small price to pay for getting the RN after your name. And I think the last mistake um, that I see nursing students make, and uh, one of the things I frequently counsel about is spending enough time remediating. Sometimes nursing students see that sort of number, like I need to take 4,000 questions, and they just try to sort of speed through 4,000 questions. And, and they don't really take the time to remediate. And I always say to them, you know, if I do 4,000 questions, and I do them all the same way, I'm gonna get the same results, I'm gonna get the same score. Whereas if I take, say, 100 questions, pause and really carefully remediate, identify what I did well, and identify what I didn't do so well, what I need to change, take the next set of 100 questions and repeat the process, I'm going to see improvements in my scores. And that's really what we're going for. So it's about taking the time to do things well the first time. Because if you don't take the time to do things well the first time, when will you have the time to do it right the second time around? That makes a lot of sense. And that, I mean, those are all really great points. And I think the idea and I've got this in my head now of the marathon mentality as opposed to the sprint mentality is a great one to hold on to especially as you're taking the test because if you do think about if you tried to sprint a marathon you'd probably collapse somewhere in the beginning or in on the NCLEX the equivalent of that would be sort of your, your brain shutting down and you just can't answer another question at least not effectively so the importance of taking those breaks the importance of reading questions using your whiteboard remediating effectively. Those are all really great points. I think at the same time, though, probably a lot of students who are listening may be feeling stressed out or anxious because we're talking about all these things you, you should do. And it's a, definitely a lot of work. So to kind of end things on a positive note, my last question for you would be, you know, what are some positive things you want students to keep in mind as they get ready to prepare for the NCLEX for the first time? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think is really important for nursing students to remember is that this definitely is a process. Um, it is with that last nursing class that you're taking to get yourself to the RN. Um, the good news is that this is a test that, you know, if you take it successfully the first time, this is the only time that you'll be taking this test for your entire life. And having, I was very anxious, and I definitely spent a lot of time preparing for my NCLEX but the last 10 years of my nursing career have really been worth um, that time and that effort. And I think you've got to remember um, that when you need a break, when you're feeling really stressed out, it is okay to take a break. It's okay to be stressed out. It's okay to be anxious. Um, that, is, that is normal at this point in the game. 
but you do want to remember that you graduated nursing school. Um, you have all the tools that it takes to be successful in this NCLEX. Um, you are going to be a safe and competent nurse. And you need to remind yourself of that. Um, whether you write it down on a you know, note card and look at it every day, whether you just say it to yourself as a sort of a positive mantra during the test, remember that you can do this. Um, hundreds of thousands of nursing graduates do this every year, and you definitely can do this. Having coached a lot of nursing students, thousands of nursing students to success at this point, you definitely can do this. You got this. I love that positive enthusiasm. And I have to say that I also really love that advice you gave earlier. So anyone who's listening, I would encourage you to write your name and then the letters RN after that, because that is the motivation you need. Put it up on your wall, put it up and put it on your mirror so you can see it every morning when you, when you get up or every uh, night when you, right before you go to bed or even during the middle of the day and just keep that as sort of your, your positive affirmation that you're going to do this. And uh, that's, that's all really excellent advice. So Meredith, again, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on to our podcast and giving us such excellent ideas for how we can pass the NCLEX on the first attempt. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. This was so much fun. My pleasure. And uh, again, congratulations on your, uh, on your wedding and uh, look forward to, uh, to seeing some pictures after the, uh, after the ceremony. Thank you. Of course. So take care. And for those of you who are listening at home, I think perhaps the first, the, the best piece of advice I can give you if you are looking to pass the NCLEX on the first attempt is to check us out at kaplannursing.com and learn more about some of our excellent instructors like Meredith McKenzie and the many others who help to teach students uh, at Kaplan how to prepare for the NCLEX uh, with the same level of care and attention that you hear uh, Meredith giving to her students as well. And of course, we want to hear from you and know what future topics you would like to hear on this podcast. So be sure to reach out to us on Facebook or on Twitter. You can find Kaplan NCLEX Prep on both of those pages. And be sure that you are subscribed to our podcast as well and leave us a comment and a rating in the iTunes store to let us know how we're doing. And I want to thank you as always so much for tuning into our podcast. And we look forward to seeing you again in a future prep cast. 